this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Now, today we have a bonus episode for you because... There has been something that's been going around the mainstream media called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. This is a Facebook event that has made it into the mainstream media and caught the attention of the entire world. This group is saying that they're going to storm Area 51 on September 20th, 2019 and find and uncover the secrets of Area 51. Well, I actually had the chance to find and talk to the guy who started this all. Maddie comes on the show today to share why he started this entire thing and what his thoughts are on Area 51. And is he serious about storming Area 51? We talk about all things Area 51 on this short little mini episode for you guys to hear and understand why he did what he did and where he's coming from. You can check out Maddie's website that he started called StormArea51.us. That's StormArea51.us. You can check out his merchandise that he has started there. But for right now, you can listen to the conversation that I had with Maddie talking about Storming Area 51. Let's get to it. All right, today we have a great guest coming on, Maddie. Now, Maddie actually created the Facebook event called Storm Area 51. Maddie, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. This week's been a little bit surreal, but it's been a really fun week. I can't lie. <laughs> I can imagine, man. So uh, a lot of people know about this group, Storm Area 51. Uh, first of all, before we get into any of that, I want to kind of 
I want you to detail for us what your life's been like over the last week. I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of people contacting you. I know I've seen you on some uh, you know, news reports and things like that. What's it been like for you and how many people have been trying to you know, talk to you about this group that you started? As far as media goes, there's been a lot of media outlets that have reached out to me. Actually, yesterday, one of the local news channels uh, ended up showing up to my workplace to do an interview while I was super busy. So that was a little bit interesting, something completely new. And then just as far as people in general, I think I've had probably about 700 friend requests on my personal Facebook since I came out publicly with my name. And they found my Twitter, so that blew up to like 700 followers. It's just It's been hectic, man. Like, I think the entire last week has just been spent replying to people on Facebook. It's been insane. Yeah, it becomes a full-time job, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, I've had barely any time at work to actually do my work without my phone just dying because it keeps lighting up for notifications. Yeah, so what do you do for a living? I'm actually a full-time student, so I am on summer vacation right now. I'm going to college for petroleum engineering, but... While I'm also in college, I work at a vape store, which is actually pretty great. I got you. So you started this group now, uh, this this group event. What made you start it? Okay, so it's kind of a stupid story, but it's a fun story to, nonetheless. But uh, I had watched the Bob Lazar podcast with Joe Rogan earlier in the week. So that kind of put the whole Alien Area 51 thing in the back of my mind to begin with. And then after watching that, I was up pretty late. It was like 2 a.m. and I was playing World of Warcraft. And in World of Warcraft, there's a zone called Area 52. And at that moment, I saw that and I was like, dude, I have a great idea for the page. And then I posted that, made the event, and it got probably about 40 people interested or going. And it sat there for about three days from like June 27th to July 1st. And then on July 1st, I was at work and my phone just kept buzzing, man. And I checked the event and it had just started to completely blow up. And it just kept snowballing to the point where it's at now, which I think is like 3.2 million people have RSVP. Wow. Yeah, I was looking at it and stuff earlier and it looked like you had, I mean, I think people committed to going was like 1.3. And I, I can't tell you how many people that are friends on my Facebook page that you know said that they were going. And uh, I was just like, holy crap, this is blowing up. Do you know how it blew up? I mean, do you know where it was posted and stuff that made it go viral? Well, I, I don't think it's really posted anywhere that made it first start blowing up i think it just kind of got to a decent number on its own and then it hit on reddit when it was at like nine point five thousand responses and once it hit reddit it just kind of skyrocketed a little bit from there and then reno news had covered that and that got posted all over uh facebook so now it's like the news is covering this event so even more people are interested and then it just kept snowballing and then it popped back up on reddit and then i started seeing it on instagram and then it just kept just Reddit and Instagram, they just kept bouncing between the two. And then with every post, you could just see a little spike in the responses. It was kind of wild. And then once the media started to get a hold of it with other news articles, there was a massive spike. And I think that was the biggest number of responses I've had in a single day. It was just a huge snowball, man. Well, I mean, that's why the, the way these things usually go. It's, you know, one thing leads to another and all of a sudden the whole world's talking about it. And that's exactly what happened for you. Uh, when you started it, were you, what was your mindset going into this? Was it like, hey, this is a great idea and I think it'd be fun to post and see what happens? Or were you like, yeah, man, like, let's go freaking storm Area 51? I mean, it's a, it's a cool idea to play with. The Million Man marches on Area 51 have been kind of like, they've been played with for a real long time, but they've never been successful. 
So, like, I, I didn't really expect it to go anywhere, but for the most part, I mean, my page, it's a meme page, so it started out that way. So if as many people as are, are serious now, now I'm kind of thinking, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned this page. What page are you talking about? You have, a like, a fan page or something? Uh, I have a meme page. It's got some uh, vulgarities in it, but it is shitposting because I'm in shambles. It's a, it's a meme page that I've had since about February. I think I had like 62 followers on it when I posted the event, so I never really expected it to really go very far. But the event's going up, it's sitting at like 80,000 followers. Yeah, I was looking at it earlier and stuff, and it's over 80,000 followers now. So, I mean, that's, that's great for you because if anything else and stuff, doing this event has uh, blown up your page where now you're an actual influencer, uh, having over 80,000 people liking your page. There's a lot of people you can reach with different posts, which is great for you. Uh, so this event that you started, uh, are you planning on going on September 20th? I'm planning to be out there on September 20th, but I personally would not like to actually storm the base. It's, it's a lot of effort and I really don't want anybody to get hurt, but I would like to plan something really cool out there. So I think a lot of the people that are going to show up are not necessarily going to be serious. People that are going to show up are just going to kind of want to see what happens. And I want what happens to be something cool, be it like a huge party or like some kind of music and arts festival. Because if we could generate enough buzz, I mean, we could do something really cool out there. Yeah, you know what? That's a great idea because uh, you are generating the buzz to do something really cool. And if you invited some music out there, some art festival and you know vendor tables, people selling t-shirts and just different paraphernalia, I think it'd be a great event for people to go to and just have a great time uh, at the area of 51 and see you know, what happens and stuff. Maybe, who knows, maybe some officials from Area 51 will come out and be like, you guys are being cool. So, you know, let's you know, I'll talk to you guys or whatever. You don't, you don't, you never know. And uh, I think it's really cool that you're putting yourself in a position to just see what happens. Uh, and so, you know, with these these topics of Area 51 and these things like that, what's what are your thoughts on it? I mean, obviously, you know what Area 51 is and things like that. But uh, do you believe that they're they're housing things that are top secret there? I mean, what are your thoughts on those kind of topics? I do believe there are housing things that are top secret there. As far as extraterrestrial stuff, I mean, my my, my views on that are kind of spotty. Like, it, it's really cool to think about. And I think there might be alien life somewhere out there, but I don't personally think they've visited us, at least in recent times. And I don't really think that there's any alien tech being hidden there. However, inside the base, I do imagine that they have some really cool covert spy planes because it is an Air Force base. That's where they developed a U-2 spy plane. There's all sorts of like unidentified flying object reports over there. So, I mean, those are probably just really cool Air Force stuff, which I'm fascinated by military aviation. So, I mean, that, that's the biggest point of interest for me. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, this show is, you know, a type of paranormal show. We talk about people's personal experiences with these types of things. So there's a lot of people that I talk to that have seen UFOs and have had experiences with them. And all these people, they know what Area 51 is. And, uh, you know, hearing from you and stuff and the guy who created it all, I think is going to be pretty cool for people to just kind of, you know, get into the mind of uh, the creator of this. And uh, I think that people are going to be uh, kind of, you know, maybe surprised that there, there really wasn't a mastermind behind it. It's just a guy that thought of a really cool idea and executed on it and it, it hit. And I think that's really cool, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that's super cool to think about. Like, I've been reading a lot more on Area 51, 
and just the UFO conspiracies and all that stuff since I started. And a lot of it seems really plausible. A lot of it makes sense. And it's been a really fun, like, rabbit hole to really dive down. Like, I would like to know some UFO secrecy. And the fact that the, everything is just so classified just kind of adds fuel to the fire to me. Yeah, I, over the years, there have been uh, a lot of declassifications coming out of Area 51. But the fact is, there is a lot of things that are still classified. And as long as things are being classified uh, to that level on Area 51, particularly, there's going to be uh, this this conspiracy cloud hovering over it because it's just this big mystery. And, uh, you know, the stories from back in the day of the, the crash at Roswell and things like that. So, uh it's just, it's a very fascinating topic to think about. And uh, so if you could tell the audience uh, anything about this day, I mean, you're talking about doing these events and things like that. Uh, but do you think that there are actually people that are seriously going out there trying to storm the area? Because I know there's been a lot of hotels in the area that are booked out for that day now. Like there are really people coming. Uh, do you think that any of those people are serious about storming Area 51? Yeah, absolutely. It kind of spooks me a little bit. Not, I mean, the choices are definitely their own. But at the end of the day, like if anybody does get hurt, like I'm, the, I, I'm personally going to feel like I'm the perpetrator of that, and I, I don't want that on my hands. But I have seen a few people be in the page that are just like super let's go, let's do this, I'm willing to die for this, which, I mean, that, that's cool to each their own, but don't throw Mary 51. We're going to throw a party. Maybe do, like, a peaceful protest of sorts on government transparency. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I think it's going to be cool no matter what the outcome is, though. I think peaceful is the key word, uh, whatever goes on, whether you're, you're throwing a party uh, or, you know, doing a peaceful protest. I think, you know, doing it responsibly is key for people to understand. And uh, I, I'm really, I really wanted to make sure I had a chance to talk to you about this and, and kind of give you the opportunity to share with people because uh, if there are people that are planning on going out there to really try to do some kind of damage and stuff, uh, I, I know you probably want the opportunity to tell people, you know, your decisions are your own and I don't claim any responsibility for anything that you might fall into. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the idea of storming Area 51, it's, it's a cool idea, but in reality, once you actually get into the base, there's going to be a lot of locked doors, and then it's going to be a lot of effort to get in there, and they're going to have a lot more technology. Uh, so I think peaceful is definitely the best option. So if we can just rally a whole bunch of people just to get out there and be like, hey, we want to know what's in there. Like, that's a huge message. And then just even the amount of buzz that this has generated on the internet, there's 3.2 million people that are interested or going. So it's like, that that in a, in itself is kind of a huge statement. Like we want to know what's happening in there, where our, where our tax dollars are going, but, which I think it's it's cool. I've been loving the responses from these people. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of synchronicities that happen in life, and they say I don't know if you've ever heard, but they say uh, the phrase "things happen in threes." Well, I mean. The government was com has come out recently in the past few months saying, yes, we do look into UFOs. And actually, they've, they've been saying that since 2007, but it's been making the mainstream media recently where it's like they're exposing that, yes, we do look into it and our, we do have pilots that are reporting seeing these things in the sky, doing things that we don't know how it's doing it. And then the next domino to fall was the Rogan podcast and uh, interviewing Bob. Uh, and so like doing that, I think really with the atmosphere of the mainstream media talking about these things really created a buzz. And then your Facebook post 
I feel was like the third domino to fall because of the attention that it got. It's like all this stuff is happening right now around circulating around the topic of UFOs. And uh, I think that it's just, it's really cool to see that these, these things are coming out and uh, you know, you just don't know what's going on because I think the world is a mysterious place and uh, people have mystery still in their minds that they're trying to explore. And the fact that now they, they're being, they're being fed things to confirm their suspicions that yes, UFOs are real, uh, I think is a pretty cool uh, age that we're living in right now. Yeah. And that's what I've been loving about the mainstream media attention for this is there's always a lot of UFO secrecy, but the government's really never reported about it. The mainstream media has never really done many huge stories about it, but with the explosion of this event, now you have every huge news studio that is showing these clips of these Navy pilots and the UFOs that they're like following. It's pretty wild. Like it sheds a huge light to every other person about UFO secrecy. And I think that is really cool. Like I imagine just the event itself is on a hell of a lot more people interested in this topic than there were before. 100%. I, I can tell you that guaranteed because there are some of my friends that are saying they're going to your event. And before this event ever popped up, they never had anything to do with the topics that I discuss on my show. <laughs> and so like this, this event single handedly got people interested that were not interested in before. And that's what I mean. Like, I think the synchronicity of everything of things happening, I think your event is part of that synchronicity that's kind of shooting this topic into a mainstream media platform that uh, a lot of people are becoming interested in that typically wouldn't be interested in these kind of topics. And they're starting to think about it and starting to give you know thought to it, which I think is a good thing because uh, there's a lot of people out there that say they see these things in the sky and not everybody can be lying or just misidentifying an, a weather balloon, you know? Yeah. I imagine for like, for every one person that's telling the truth, there's probably going to be at least a hundred people that are just kind of piggybacking off of that, which is just the way it goes. But I want to give that one person the spotlight and that is super cool. And that's what needs to be reported on. And that's why I think like with the event and now this is kind of in everybody's minds, I think everybody's going to be looking to the sky a little bit more, with a little bit more skepticism when they see something up there. Absolutely. So let me ask you a question. Uh, you, you seem like a, a, a real level-headed guy, and I, I don't know what people were expecting when they found out somebody created this, uh, but you don't strike me as somebody who uh, is is ready to you know go down in a blazing glory and stuff. Uh, do you think that that that's, was the typical uh, perception of you before you came out publicly, that this guy is like dead serious about, you know, storming Area 51 and, and raising hell. Uh, is that why you came out publicly to kind of clear y your name and record? No, I mean, from the creation of the event, I wanted it to kind of be tongue-in-cheek satirical. I didn't want it to be like too super serious because nobody's going to want to follow the tinfoil hat guy into this base. That's not going to really generate a lot of buzz. You're just going to get a whole lot of the diehards and then the FBI's going to come knocking on my door. So I, I made it really just, I made it kind of a joke. Like I mentioned Naruto running in the description, it posts a neat page. It's just riddled with jokes. That's been my favorite part of it. I think that's contributed a lot more to just the publicity of the event and getting this UFO secrecy out to people than I would have otherwise if I was just hardcore conspiracy theorist. Just, and that's how I presented myself on the internet. So I think presenting it as a joke has got the topic of UFOs to more people than if I had done it otherwise. So I'm, I'm glad I did it the way I did. 
Yeah, I think he did a great thing, man. I think it was, uh, it's just fun to watch this whole thing develop for me. I mean, as somebody who's involved in this industry and uh, just kind of sitting back and watching it unfold is, is, it's kind of fun for me. So uh, before we get out of here, though, I got to ask you, um, do you have any experiences with anything, whether it's UFO, paranormal, that you'd like to share with the audience? Because the audience tunes in to hear people's stories. And I don't know if you've ever had any kind of paranormal type experience that you just couldn't really explain that you wouldn't mind sharing with the audience uh, as far as ufos i can't really say that i've had any experience i'm not gonna bullshit up a story because that's just not me but as far as paranormal goes when i was younger i lived in this little townhouse after my parents had separated with i was with my dad and in the bathroom like i heard all sorts of knocking and banging there's nobody in there and then i go to open the door one of the drawers was like wide can open but there's no way you can open the drawer from outside the bathroom so i mean i thought that was a bit of a trip and it, it just kind of gave me the spooks for the rest of the time i lived in that house and uh the my sister that i was there with she said she saw all sorts of crazy stuff but i never really experienced that but that was probably the first and last paranormal experience i've had so far and it was a little spooky i'm not gonna lie it gave me the heebie-jeebies for a while yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, anything like that and stuff could be a little spooky, especially when you can't really explain it. And when you try to look at it and you're, logically and you really just can't come up with a logical explanation, you're just like, uh, I'm just going to go watch TV because I don't want to think about this, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I did. Because like, it, it's just going to freak me out if I sit here and think about it and worry about it. Like, I, just, I think at the moment, I just kind of chalked it up to an earthquake, even though I didn't feel anything at all. Nothing else was shaking. but that's what I kept to keep myself from losing it completely back then. Well, Maddie, I tell you what, man, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me in the audience and just letting people, you know, hear from the man who created the group and your thoughts on it. And, uh, you know, a couple of times you said during the interview that, you know, you, you, you really hope people don't do anything too dangerous. And I, I second that. I, I hope people just go out there, have a good time, have a party, you know, just have a great time and uh, enjoy your, yourselves all together, but without putting yourself in danger. Nobody w- needs to risk their life. And uh, I'm glad that you kind of backed that thought up too. So I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you having me, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, go ahead and share this show around with your friends. Let them know what's up with Storming Area 51 from the creator of the event himself. And like I said in the beginning of the show, go ahead and check out Maddie's website, stormarea51.us. That's stormarea51.us. He's got a lot of cool t-shirts up there you can purchase and just have some fun with it. And if you're planning on going out to Area 51, if you're planning on making this trip, this historic event, I highly suggest you don't storm Area 51, but you have some fun, you meet new people, and you just party a little bit and just make a memory of it. But don't do anything stupid, friends. And until Tuesday, when we come out with our usual show for the public on Tuesday morning, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Bye. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile found sometime last week has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection.
position July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile, found sometime last week, has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection.